Yo, what's up, everybody? Today, we got some really interesting stuff. Crypto is taking a little bit of an ice shower. Uh, some Ukrainian workers really coming through an ESPN going direct. Direct? Direct, direct? Like, double, triple direct. Like, there's nothing else but direct. Uh, we'll talk about that in a second. You know, today felt like it should have been Tuesday. <laughs> this is true. Literally, my whole family was like, I don't really understand what day it is right now because they're all thrown off by me being out. Like, I'm thrown off by us being out. It's, yeah, it's, I'm it's so, off. I'm so thrown off. Yesterday felt like a Monday, but it was a Thursday. <laughs> Friday feels like <laughs> Tuesday. You know, tomorrow's going to be totally weird. Um, we're probably both going to show up for work. That's uh, not going to happen. Yes. I really, no, I really need to catch up on some sleep tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, my, like really my bad. keeps asking me questions like feeling tired lately. <laughs> <laughs> my 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 Apple Watch just when I wake up says get back to sleep. That's Stop. all it says. It Stop says it. get back to sleep on the front. It overrides the alarm you set. You're like, we're not gonna do that. No, you're not allowed to do that. We're not gonna do that. Well, today is Friday the 13th for all you superstitious folks out there. Uh Kyle, do you have any specific routines that you do on Friday the 13th? Not a chance. I, I wake up like a normal dude. <laughs> Not a like, Here it comes. There's another. There's another day. If we didn't put it in the show notes, we probably wouldn't even realize it. But I bet there are some really, really superstitious folks out there. Yeah, like salt going over their shoulders, and <laughs> <laughs> I feel like like baseball players are doing crazy things today. This very Always. superstitious group. Uh, are soccer? Are soccer folks like superstitious? I mean, soccer fans are superstitious, but nobody right, plays soccer right. on Fridays, so we're good. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, not, yeah, so it's like Tuesdays, Wednesdays, Saturdays, Sundays. That's all you get, so you don't have to worry about Fridays. It's like oh, we're good. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. I have a couple of fun announcements. Uh, number one, we're about right after the show bouncing into the All Things Used Cars room to celebrate the one-year anniversary of All Things Used Cars. That's crazy. That's really on why I like the fact that I was still at a dealership when all things used cars started kind of blew my mind this morning oh, wow. as I was getting ready for the day. Yeah. Oh yeah, you are. So David long uh, has led this room for a year now. And in our opinion, some of the most insightful used car conversations with some of the Absolutely. smartest people in the industry, like for real, for real, I, I would say this is the most insightful automotive room on the regular. There should be a thousand people in it every week. There should be uh, without a doubt. 200. We're going to get there. That's our goal this year. Let's get that sucker to a thousand. Also want to say congratulations to uh, a Soto investor, Patrick Abad for having the number one franchise automotive store store in the state of Georgia. Last yeah, for used car registrations. The only yeah. people that beat him were CarMaxes and Carvanas. And that's only because they're regionalized. Yeah, and he still beats some of the CarMaxes if you look at the list. Yep. Yeah. So, um, you know, this is he's one of the people that, you know, we've known for a while. And uh, that's the reason we asked him to be an investor in a Sodu. And uh, he's one of those folks that um, at this point, still a lot of people are like, no, I think I've heard of him. But, and we were like, you're about to, about to know. You're about, about to, to hear him. And so uh, <laughs> it's, it's all good. Uh, what, what else do we have to talk about quick? Oh, there's a little website that we registered yesterday, and it's a SotuCon.com. A-S-O-T-U-C-O-N.com. We just are not talking about it too much, but there may or may not be something there right now. Not a lot of details, but there may or may not be something at a SotuCon.com. Uh, we got to get in all things used car room today, so we got to keep the show like to 15 minutes or less. 
gotta run we gotta run let's get into the stuff first of all this isn't a long show note i just gotta if you want to type in elon musk twitter in the google machine and it'll just kind of crack you up i watched one thing about what he said yesterday and even the commentator was like you know in this big joke of a thing you know it's just it's just <laughs> what, so, wait, what are you typing in what's that what are you typing just type in Elon Musk Twitter and find out the, the most oh, recent oh, news what's going on? what Elon yeah. has done. So it's, it's always just a grand story. <laughs> I, I really think he's just kind of a 12-year-old at heart. <laughs> yes, exactly. Hey, but look, if if you're doing all that, you kind of have to be, right? If you're going to take get ready to take that beating, it's like 12-year-olds kind of got nothing to lose. You yep. know what I mean? They're like, yeah, you can say what you want, but I know what I want to do. And I'm going to do I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it and watch you all wiggle and squirm because you take it so seriously. Yes. Um, but he takes it seriously, too, which is the anomaly of Elon. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Everything he does is like, this is for real. This yeah, real. It's, it's driven by conviction. Going to get us to Mars based on conviction. And 12 year old likes to launch rockets in the air. <laughs> it's a little bit of a yes. double. So, um, you know, scary. for sure, for sure. Um, so cryptocurrency, you know, we talk about a lot on the show is taking an absolute polar plunge over the last few days. I mean, it's been going down, but, um, you know, so in cryptocurrency, the primary currencies are Bitcoin and Ethereum, and they are worth both worth less than 50% of their, you know, 12 month peak, um, probably closer to 60%. Bitcoin was $69,000 per Bitcoin in November and now is 25,332 uh, hit yesterday. Right now, it is uh, hovering around thirty thousand. I just checked it. Ethereum it's down from forty eight hundred dollars to seventeen hundred dollars. It's rebounded a little to two thousand. Um, Decentraland, which is like the metaverse, a metaverse thing, right. right? Follow this. It was like eighty cents a year ago. It spiked to five bucks, six bucks when Facebook announced, like, "Hey, we're going heavy. We're changing our name to Meta and all that." And now it's back down to seventy one cents. Uh, Brian Armstrong. The founder of Coinbase, which you probably are familiar with, it's the biggest trading platform in cryptocurrency. He's lost eighty-two percent of his wealth. Yeah, I was reading something where like the top five hundred richest people in the world have have less have have lost like fifty trillion dollars or some ridiculous number yeah. over yeah. the last five or six months, just because the majority of their wealth is in stocks and yeah. cryptocurrencies. Yep. Right. And yeah, so. Uh, it, it's really wild to, I think we talked about this maybe earlier this week, just to see that everyone kind of thought that crypto was kind of this safe place for money and recognizing now that it, that it behaves almost exactly like the stock market or it has been of recent has been, has been, it was a, probably a little premature. Well, not probably definitely a little premature to say it may be a safe place, but look, this is all one big experiment. Yep. Right. We haven't been through many cycles. This is the first major uh, impact that we're seeing it's macroeconomic forces but you know thinking of how we, we joke about this and there's a great uh i think it's TurboTax or into it where there's this yeah. probably like a 25 year old dude and he's looking at his phone and he's like i'm a millionaire and he's like i'm not a millionaire <laughs> i'm a millionaire i'm not a millionaire right and so they were saying like in cryptocurrency it's so volatile like you'd be rich and poor and rich and poor all at once um, and you know, they approached it from a tax perspective. But the reality is we've been talking about, you know, accepting cryptocurrency at dealerships. We've been talking about this, um, you know, the millennial generation saying that more than 50% of them have invested in cryptocurrency in the last year, right? Which meant yep. 
90 days ago meant that they all likely had some substantial gains, right? That they were spending, right? Well, the flip is also relevant right now is that all those, um, you know, that maybe the spending cash was flying a little bit more, right? A little bit more, a little bit higher model of a car, a little bit more. um, It's not the case anymore. Yeah, maybe becoming a little bit reserved. It's interesting because a lot of the energy was around all of the tax returns that we were going to see um, coming out and that there, there were going to be higher tax returns, more tax returns, and that they were going to be strengthened over the, stringed over a longer period of time. But what we're seeing is a balance of that and the way that markets are reacting to inflation. Uh, and so I, you know, I'm hearing from some dealers that it's more of, there's not like a loss of traffic or like a downturn of engagement, but it's definitely still a leveling. It's not like the, the accelerant that we thought Q2 was going to have. Um, I still think that there's still an accelerant when inventory comes back. Uh, and so I think that we're still going to see that lift at some point here in maybe Q3, maybe, maybe Q4, if for some reason, inventory holds off that long. Um, but I, you know, there's, there's definitely like, you know, we, we keep saying fix the roof while the sun is shining, fix the roof while the sun is shining. Like the volatility of the market means you cannot wait. You can't rest on your laurels for things like that. Yeah. That really, that window, I believe that window is closing. Um, You know, last year and all things, last week and all things used cars talked about, you know, how to prepare for the coming hurricane warning, you know, and look for everyone who's paying attention. Like now is definitely the time. Like you're, we're getting toward the end of that window. And I mean, who knows for sure, for sure. But I mean, all the indicators are pointing to, um, you know, maybe, maybe, maybe the, uh, the longstanding ice cream party is over. <laughs> you and I love some ice cream. The ice cream party. That's great. Cream. It felt like an ice cream party for a we, long time. We, we should have put it like that. We should have put it like that way before this. <laughs> <laughs> cream we got stuff i mean we're, we're going Come on the whole bar the whole bar and it's like an ice cream stuff. sunday party <laughs> I, I don't think we're out of it yet like i'm not, we're not trying to say doom and gloom i think that there's still plenty to ride here we're still seeing super high used car margins super high used car used car pricing and we still have an inventory issue so we're not see, we're just seeing a leveling i think and you know really being aware of your processes and your people mm-hmm. to make sure that we don't have things happen to us like a trailing indicator on what has been happening in the stock market or to companies like Carvana um, or like Vroom, right? That, that, that sure. there's an opportunity in our size to make sure that we've got all of those things kind of taken care of. Yeah. And the supply issues are actually at this point going to be a, a significant asset. Right now. Yep. Because if right now, can you imagine if everyone had 120 day supply on their lot? Yeah, it'd be, it'd, yeah big, it'd be good. Sorry, it would be buyer's market all exactly. day, all day. Another story that that we think is important to pay attention to, even though not directly correlated with automotive, but but still pretty close. We'll tie it in. Is the ESPN um, has announced that, or have turned, flipped their hand and showed us that they are really moving toward a direct consumer transition. Um, that means not not like cable right you're not gonna be flipping through your cable stations and find espn what a world we might live in on a call with investors ceo bob chapek uh discussed uh making an exclusively streaming property noting that disney if you didn't know disney owns espn uh would only do so when it's good for their shareholders and he said when we do we will be this is a quote uh we will be able to fully go into espn dtc model direct to consumer it will be the ultimate fan offering that will appeal to super fans of sports and he also noted the power of sports as Disney rolls out. It's an all ad supported 
streaming offering. Oh, coming at it. That Look, here's the thing. Every industry is dealing with this. Yep. yep. Everybody's like, wait, direct to consumer? Yep. We've been talking about this in automotive for a hot minute. And yep. it's like, that's, oh, that's happening in streaming and in video services as well. So, you know, the heads up is, hey, look, franchise model may is is coming under attack in every every aspect of business. And it's because of controlling customer journey, amount of ad dollars available, um, subscription-based services and seeking multiples and seeking, you know, recurring revenue, everything that we've been talking about. And so just a heads up that there are other forces outside of automotive talking about this model as well. Without a doubt. And the ad spend, right? We know in automotive sports, the sports audience is a very relevant audience. It and is. As Disney goes in further into the ad world, they understand. Here's the takeaway. They understand the biggest asset is the attention. The attention of the consumer is the biggest asset. So they're saying, you know what? We're going to gather it all into one place and control the whole line. So um, whether that's. Imagine ESPN has a DSP that you can buy ads directly on similar to like an Amazon. Oh, that's definitely. Whoa, that's coming. So, I mean, whether it's marketing, entertainment or automotive, attention is what we need to focus on. Uh, last article, we've been following this, but uh, the German supplier, uh, Lenoi, basically they uh, own the wire harness, wire harness plants in Ukraine. And we've been saying like, hey, these workers are legit. Even in the midst of a war, they're pumping out wiring harness and they're almost back so to pre-pandemic levels. Here, this, this got me. Workers at Lenoi's Ukraine factories, fearful that their jobs might permanently have been lost, petitioned to come back to work drawing up a plan on how to revive operations. Let's go. Right. They were like, this is important. We'll figure out a way to get it done. If that's not automotive, if that is not automotive. You got snaps for that. Come we on. We don't know what is. Some articles are linked up um, in our show notes, especially in the podcast. But, um, you know, they have 7,000 employees in Ukraine. And this, in our opinion, is what a combined and compelling mission can accomplish. We need to do this together. And they did. And they are doing it together in the midst of a war. We don't have a lot of time today. We're heading into all things used car room. If anything, understand that things are changing, but you are in control of what's going to happen. Lean in this Friday. Lean in this Friday. Get ready for a big weekend. Because here we go. 